My name is David Ruchidi. I'm the former WBF International Super Featherweight Champion and former WBF All Africa Lightweight Champion. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome again to another episode of Ringside Talk with your host, David Ruchidi. Today, we've got a special guest, a 27 year old coming from South Africa, Johannesburg. He was the former IBF mini flyweight champion and the former WBC uh, international champion. With 16 fights, two losses and one draw, I bring you my homie, DJ Kiel. How are you, my brother? What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up, guys? Good to be on the show. Thanks once again for joining me again, brother, on uh, this afternoon. I know you're very busy with training and all. I've been... uh, I saw you. I saw you doing some sparring this afternoon or this morning. <laughs> I was busy. I was just busy working out, um, and yeah, I just got done about, about half an hour ago, and then I, yeah, now we're on the internet. <laughs> I, I'd say I saw on Twitter. So yeah, bro. As I was saying to the fans, uh, welcome to my show, Ringside Talk Show. Um, we're sitting with DJ Keel, guys from South Africa, the former WBC international champion and IBF mini flyweight champion. So DJ, for the viewers back at home and around the world, why don't you introduce yourself, brother, as I said who you are, but uh, tell us a bit about yourself, where you come from, a little bit about your upbringing, uh, where you found, uh, found the love of boxing, brother. So what's up, guys? My name's DJ Krill. Um, I'm the former, as David said, and former WBC international champion at Gauteng, Johannesburg. And um, yeah, I was brought up my life. I spent in Melbourne. Um, yeah, I never had the hardest upbringing. I've seen people have very hard to say I had a hard, hard life. Uh, but yeah, no, no, man, I mean, a tough road other than being a child and stuff. I mean, going through one knows in South Africa it's a hard life to to, to uh, go through it's a hard occupation because <laughs> you know we don't have the backing but um, you know we have to just bite down and do it yes brother yes brother uh, I remember a long time ago we actually used to train together uh, with coach Rupert that's where I actually started my professional boxing career and uh I remember meeting you there for the first time and uh, I remember yeah. we were like the professionals and you were just this guy that I used to see in the gym that could, <laughs> even till this day, I'm sure you skip like a machine, bro. And uh, yeah, man, uh, I saw you there training with us and I remember in your all you wanted to do was become uh, a world champion. But before we get into that, brother, where did the love of boxing uh where did you find the love of boxing, you know? Uh, I didn't know you before you walked into the gym. Um, so where did that all come about, you know? No, so, I mean, it started It started as a family thing. My uncles boxed, my grandfather boxed. Um, so it was like a sport, you know, we loved boxing. Um, and I was uh, my uncle, and uh, I just loved it. I was boxing with them for 
for about a year, year and a half, I would say, classes and things like that. Then I stopped. And then just before, I started with a friend of mine again at Johnny Deploy's gym. Boxing bug bit me, bro. And I just fell in love with boxing. And and the love was my first love. Before my wife, before my child, great love, bro, is boxing. And I just... I just fell in love with the sport and do anything else. That's all I did was just boxing 24-7, man. Uh, yeah, it just became my life. It just took over my life. Oh, yes, yes, 100%, brother. Because I still remember you would run with us the 10Ks. Even you're not fighting or anything, but be in there okay. with us, you know. Uh, go through uh, the Butu training that we used to do <laughs> with hey, Coach Rupert. Uh, yes. and the boys uh, yes. <laughs> I remember that and you know I still remember we, I would watch you I still wish I could skip like you and uh, <laughs> I would just the way you you would speak and the way your aura coming into the gym you know uh, it's very inspiring and stuff so I left you at College Rupert uh, you know I moved to different province but um, so let us know how did your boxing career start off where where did it kick off I know you were with the uh, uh, Coach Rupert for a while, and then you left. Let us uh, give us a bit of a rundown on your journey, brother. Yeah, like I said before, my first boxing gym I was ever in was in Edenvale, and I was training with my uncle. From there, I moved to my first boxing gym that I started. Like this was like my part. Uh, this was the start of boxing. Actually, was Johnny Deploy, and. Uh, I started boxing with Johnny, and then I was there for a trainer named David Mazignane, and, and uh, we, he, I just, you know, I was under his, his wing, he was teaching me how to box, you know, I just, like I said, I fell in love with boxing, and that was all I wanted to do, had to do, and then um, it came to a point where, you know, I had only had three amateur fights, and uh, uh, from there, on, because it was too. It was too much for me to get amateur. But we, you know, my mom and dad, we didn't even have transport to really go to the gym. My short Mac Mini used to pick me up after school every day. Used to, and uh, so yeah, like that's how, that's where it first started. And then, like from there, I ended up moving to Rock. I was with Rocky for I think like two years until about sixteen, seventeen. 18 years old. After after Rocky, you know, who also actually taught me a lot. I liked actually rocking sort of stuff that I still use today. Uh, yeah. Just, you know. <laughs> so I mean, and then after that, my, my my professional career started with Rupert with you guys. Yes. Um. I started with Rupert. I came there when I was about 17 years old. I was turning 18 years old, and I remember I joined Rupert. And I was joking. I came in there and I was like, I want a box. I already called him Pico. I was like, Coach, I want a box. He asked me, What do I want to do? He was like, I'm oh, serious. He's like, Look at this lighty coming into the gym. <laughs> He's like, yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, come, come join the, the public. <laughs> come join the public class with this, uh, the amateur box. So I started. I started boxing. I remember after the session, how many amateur fights have you had and stuff? And I said, only three. Yeah, I, I said to him, I only had three. And he, and he said, 
never. And he said, really? He said, just because of the wire box and stuff. And he said to me, nah, training with my guys. And, yeah. and uh, I started coming to train. That's how, that's how it all started. And that's how my career, yeah, my yeah, professional career that. took off. Yeah. Nice, bro. And how many fights did you go on to have with Coach Rupert? So I had three fights with him. Yeah, I had three fights with him. And the A, I always say it, and I've, I've said it to everyone. Actually, I had plans to, you know, leave, leave Gauteng. You know, he had a, uh, up in Cape Town. Yes, um, yes, yes. And, and yeah, and he ended up, I wish he didn't. I promise you, I would still be with him up until today. He probably exactly. one of my best trainers that I've ever had, you know. Uh, yes, became yes. family. We're actually still very close and stuff. And uh, we made like a joke like he's like he's like my dad he says he, he's my <laughs> but no, yeah, very like, good. really i look at him as not like a family you know yes he's a very good man he's a very good man yeah so going on from uh rupert uh, you say you had three fights with rupert and then um where did the whole change come from uh who did you go to with how did the train carry on yeah so my my first like when I was when boxing, Nick Durant was the man in my family because Leo, um, yes. my 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 grandfather, we always we were always boys and stuff. So my thing was I would I would have left to go to Nick if Rupert left, you know, that was my thing. And he said no, you're going nowhere but else. You're going to Colin. So he sent me to Colin's gym. I was actually I made, you know, because I, I, I left to Collins Gym. It was the, the, the best spot vision. And, you know, we just clicked. And me and Colin took off. You know, we very, we're also very good friends. We have a good relationship. We've got a good side of the ring and outside the ring. So, yeah, um, very good. Yeah, yeah. And, yes, yes, 100%. And, you know, my, my career took off there. I became, uh, I think, eight to nine fights with Colin. I was undefeated with Colin. Uh, I had yes. one draw with a guy from Eastern Cape, and that's yeah, a good run with Colin. Yeah, and yes, that's yes, that's why I ended up after Rupert. Yes. Okay. Nice. And uh, speaking about Colin, you are back with him at the moment, eh? We will touch on that just now. Yes. Brother. Yes. Yes. We will yes. touch on that just now. So yes, in South Africa, you were before you had left for the states. Uh, if the viewers don't know at home. Uh, DJ was fighting in America, I think under correction, two to three years, right? Yeah, I was there for four years, yeah. I was there four years. Oh, four years, years yeah. he was in the States. Uh, we'll get that. Uh, you'll tell us more about that just now. Um, yeah, brother, obviously from Colin, before you left to the States, you had some good tough fights, winning, I think, the WPC title in South Africa. Um, tell us more about that, bro. Yes, yes. So, like I said, me and Colin had a good run, you know. Well, at that point, <laughs> we're still running now. We're <laughs> uh, still running I now. Mean, um, yeah. <laughs> so, we, uh, while I was with Colin, a Gauteng champion, it's a, it's a regional title. And there, we ended up fighting a Filipino guy named Dexter Alimento for the national title. Yes. Um, yes. I ended up winning that also with Colin. Yeah, I did really good. I had had the best of sparring partners. I had Colin and the guys in the gym. You know, I had, we had 
Richie Muncham, Sumpuye Conco, Heki Padla, the best of guys at the small small divisions. Yes, that's like the best of guys. And uh, even for your weight, that's the best, bro. Not just in South Africa. I was just about about to say, bro. It's it's in the world. It's not only in the same stable. We've got the best in the world. So it's not only even South It's the whole world best yeah so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And that's and that's what helped me. okay very nice bro very nice bro so uh let's touch on you leaving uh south africa going to the uh to the states um as people know you know you signed to a promotion company like golden gloves we spoke about this the other day uh, we're going to touch on it again um you were with golden gloves and you left uh golden gloves to the states how about did that happen? Did you leave? Did Golden Gloves set you up in America? Did you uh, end your contract with Golden Gloves? For the viewers back at home, Golden Gloves is South Africa's biggest boxing promotion. Uh, they've got the likes of Kevin Marina and a few uh, champions. Uh, how, how, how did that all process go about, brother? Yeah, so I never signed to Golden Gloves, they don't really do a okay. contract. Uh, I've heard, okay. um, but so how it was, was when I when I was with Colin, my first fight already was with Golden Gloves. So I was, and um, okay. you know, just, just I wanted to take a different things uh, with with the promotion company. So I I wanted something better, and I mean, since I was a little kid, I wanted to box. It's been the States. That was the place to be. I said, I wanna, I wanna go in the states and learn from there. Since I was like 14, 14 15 years old, big thing yes, for me. So it was all, all a, yeah, it was all, always a like it would always be a plan. Um, yeah. And then I, I started doing the BC International Champion, and uh, like you know, me and like while I was with Colin, I still got a lot of advice from Rupert and man who was also. He was yes. a trainer of mine while I was an amateur. He helped me out. They were very good friends with a with a trainer named Kenny Ass. Very good trainer. He was uh, head of Olympic trainer in nineteen. I'd like Roy Jones. That, that, that like like those guys. Roy Jones. I think wait, Whitaker. I think was eighty four. But Kenny was also an Olympic. Wasn't the head coach. So yeah, okay. they were in contact with him because they bought the states and uh, they set me up with Kenny and and uh, from there so after I won the title I defended twice and I was like you know I'm not happy with what things are going on in South Africa with uh, me I was with and I was like you know what let me I'm gonna try something else and always something I wanted to do and I said you know what if not why not now I try later yeah. a little bit later in my career I said but why not now? I took that jump I took that step and and uh, Rupert and Kenny, and he, he said to me, I want to, he sent a video of me, and Kenny was like, let him come. So one of my sponsors, Tapis Hennen, he took me over, uh, and he, uh, me and him, we went over there, I sparred, and this kid's going to be a world champion, you have to bring him over. <laughs> and then, that was hard, yeah, and that's how it went, eh? and then I told Colin, you know, coach, the supportive of it, he actually also had some thing to do he was in my he was like almost managing with Sean Gibbons to get me the 50 
him and Sean Gibbons getting me the world title shot. So I um, left on good terms, even though I left to the States. And, okay. And, uh, yeah. Nice, bro. Nice, bro. Yeah. As it sounds like uh, it was quite a, a mission and journey to get there. And uh, tell me now, being there, you know, uh, that the type of training, you, you trained in Las Vegas, right? Yes. Yes. So tell us more about that, bro. This is quite exciting. Like, also, going back to what you said now, uh, I remember, yeah, in the gym, that's all you spoke about. Going to fight in, in the States. It was like your motivation, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah. To actually see you doing it was, uh, was, was, was great, brother. But uh, tell us more about the States, bro. Um, fighting in Vegas. How was that for you from uh, coming from South Africa, Johannesburg, you know, uh, finding yourself here you are in Las Vegas, training amongst the best fighters in the world. Um, yeah, run us down, please, brother. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, that was the greatest that was the greatest experience because um, you know like I told you I love boxing with all my heart. being there and and it's just it's just boxing 20 everything that I was doing there was just boxing boxing I was with boxing I was going to the gym for boxing and training box it was just you know boxing all day every day so it was amazing then you you're dealing with the best in the world because uh, where people were from in the state they would always end on, on some weekends you're talking like the likes of mark tyson everyone would be yeah. there you know during that time yeah. uh, the best work the best work was over there because everyone was yes so yes. it was just the best place to be like i can't to me i would think it's the best place of boxing to be like the, it's the boxing but i mean i'm sure i would get uh arguments about that because, but i've never been like california to go and train over there or, or texas to me i would say you know even all those guys from those different states but never mind states i mean the whole of the world come to vegas i, I remember seeing chris eubank coming there for a little camp very many times what? i saw all these guys coming nice, yeah. the train in yeah it was the place, place to be uh for boxing so you can just imagine people i was w around and yeah it was just always amazing and I'm, sure, and I'm sure just that um just that gave you a lot of drive a lot of uh, motivation a lot of uh, you felt like maybe just on another level just being around these people being in those gyms seeing it and stuff i'm sure that really boosted you can't say boosted your ego, but just boosted you to say, yeah, I'm here, I'm the best, I am amongst the best right now. 100%, no, it, it really was, you know. Um, I was my best, uh, I trained with the best. It was just, uh, you know, where I was. I, I loved it. I had good people around me. You know, and that's it. I, like I say, all of the world to me, I, I feel because of who I was working, just the best were there. I had best sparring. So, yeah, amazing experience. Can you run me yeah. down uh, just a little bit how, uh, sorry, brother, just to all the viewers, hello, we've got uh, some people writing here. We've got your wife to say hello. She's very proud of you, bro. 
We got Vinny tuning. What's happening? We got my brother online. Thanks, viewers. Awesome questions. So what's up, guys? Feel free to ask DJ any questions. Um, we'll swing it past him. Um, what I was going to say is, can you run me through your day? Um, just one day of you training, how it was there, let's say, for for your for your world title or one of your fights in the States? Like how um, it would be, like if it's uh, four times a day, you would get up in the morning, run, come back, sleep, something like that. How would your daily yeah, so when, be? Yeah, when I was uh, getting ready for my fights, I uh, used to get, I used to train every single day in the morning. We'd go run. I'd do a long run sprints, uh, like twice a week sprints and three, uh, three, four long distance running. And then from there, 12 o'clock, we would go box. So we'd either go spar, we had certain days of sparring. I had a sparring Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, I was training. Um, uh, that was my boxing session. And then at night, I I would also do a lot of go to like the gym uh, um, and I'd go do my own stuff. Like sometimes, sometimes I'd hit like a conditioning session, different things, but more or less my, my uh, day would be like two, mostly two, but sometimes we'd push an extra session in at night. My training camp, like for when I fought for the world title, I had about a seven, eight week camp. Um, we, okay. We actually got the call for, for the fight. Uh, I wouldn't say short notice. Weeks we knew five weeks, but we were ready in the gym before that, getting okay. ready. You know, we were, I was always ready while I was there. Like I was, was I mean, I was there. I never fought for eleven months, so I was always, always, in, the always in the gym, doing my yeah. thing, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, and that's how it was. I just, uh, I was nonstop in the gym. Got more serious when we we're in fight camp. Yeah, and in your fight camp, uh, how many hours in the twenty-four hours do you think you use up in training with your coaches and everything? Okay, so in the morning would always be about an hour, hour and a half. Uh, sometimes they would go up to three hours. It depending on what we were doing. Two hours sparring days. You know, we would still train after that. Doing a lot of technical work and that will take from two to three hours of, um and then yeah. my session i do at night i would you know i just go i'll do different things it would also just be about an hour or two hours it would be about a oh. six hour tra training session a day yeah. i've just I, well i've just yeah obviously cut throughout the day and shit no it sounds yeah, about all right 100%. three four sessions a day yeah it sounds it sounds about and now yeah. tell us uh I think someone asked uh, Dominica asking a question, which I'll ask you just now about your fight coming up. We'll touch on that just now. Uh, yeah, it sounds like, uh, yeah, more more like what we also do here in Germany. Uh, the training that you experienced in the, in the States compared to what you're doing now, is it similar? Um, would you say, you know, I've asked a few boxers on the show the same questions, like Paul Kamanga, he was in the, in England, he trained there and stuff. Um, the difference with the training, you know, uh, I'm here in Germany, I see there is a bit of a, a, much of a difference, more technical training is done here, you know, we don't run as much as 
I used to in South Africa, it was more on the road. Here it's more short running. Um, you train to how your minutes of fight, very different kind of training, which I've seen. It's made me a bit much fitter than I was in South Africa, much stronger, you know. Tell us more. Yes. How is the training you experienced in your four years compared to South African training? And would you say there's a difference where some fighters say, oh, it's so much better to train overseas than in South Africa? Or is it all just really the same? Just how hard do you train in the gym? It's not, I, I would say it's really not the same. I think uh, uh, a bit of a more boxing arc in, overseas in the States, you know. No, um, I was Africa. I've always, always trained the hardest. In South Africa, we, damn, we trained. It got to a point where when I was in the states, it wasn't about training hard. So, um, we had certain. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, that did just happen. Okay, guys, I'm sure DJ will be back with us. We still live. Thanks for everybody watching. Uh. I think maybe something happened there, but he'll be back with us in any time soon. Uh, thanks for watching, guys. Um, we'll be still talking to DJ. Very good fighter, very exciting fighter. Uh, one of the best fighters I've seen uh, since in my whole 23 years of boxing. I actually met DJ before I had my first fight. We boxed for the same coach. And uh, just his aura, just his style of boxing is unbelievable. He reminds me of uh, Baby Jake Motala, the young uh, South African legend. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to have him back here, that we can carry on. Guys, make sure you hit like or subscribe or share button for talkingfight.com. Please guys, share the platform and let's get this platform going so we can interview more fighters. Let's get the South African fighters out there to the world. And yeah, thank you once again, guys, for joining me. We're speaking to exciting fighter, uh, DJ Keel with 16 fights, two losses and one draw. He's the former IBF mini flyweight world champion and the former WPC international champion. We hope he will be with us any time now. Okay, guys, if you feel free, you can ask me any questions. Any questions you'd like to ask DJ, when he comes back, we can uh, shoot through and ask him. Definitely, Vinny. Thanks for always watching. I'll make sure I'll see that... Uh, question to DJ. Uh, if for me, if anyone wants to ask me questions, sit through. And Vinny, if I would take that question for me, if I could fight anyone, past, present, who would it be? 
If I could choose to fight anyone in the past, I would like to fight Tatoria Gary. I'd love his fighting style. I think uh, me and him will be Tatoria Gary and Antonio Margarita. Those will be two fighters I would like to, would have loved to uh, jump in the ring with. Uh, I know I'll bring a good fight with those two. We got the same fighting style, or I watch them and I try have um, a fighting style like them. Uh, right now, in the in the present, a fighter that I would like to fight right now, if I could, would be uh, uh, Santa Cruz. <laughs> yes, man, I would like to go with Santa Cruz. I think it would be. Lovely, tough, and with him, I would really try to box and go toe to toe with him. But uh, yeah, if I could really fight someone right now, it would be Santa Cruz, or yeah, because I think right now for me, uh, Santa Cruz is number one fighter. Okay, uh, any big fights that we would love to see coming up? Yeah, for me, it would be the Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia fight, uh, Anthony Joshua fight, to see who wins between Usyk and Joshua. I really think Usyk would take this one once again. For me, Usyk is he's a cruiserweight. He's small. He's got more uh, flexibility. He can find more angles. So I really... I really would say uh, Usyk beats uh, Anthony Joshua. And uh, yo, guys, I see more people online. What's happening, guys? Uh, we're just waiting for the champ to get back. I think his phone died or something. Uh, and uh, feel free to ask me any questions. Feel free to ask me any questions, guys. What up from Phoenix, Arizona? We got some guys here from Phoenix, Arizona. What, what's happening, brother? Yes, the champ is here. <laughs> Lovely guys, thanks for staying on. We've got the champ back online. Uh, yes, brother. <laughs> uh, talk, bro. Can you? Yes, we can hear you, brother. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, you're okay, back. Okay, cool. You're back. Lovely, cool. lovely. We've got the champ back online. We've got more viewers here, brother. We've got uh, Yaldi from Phoenix, Arizona on. We've got Vinny. We've got the music lover here. We've got a few people from around the globe, brother, watching this interview. So, yeah, and they're enjoying it. Uh, got a few questions for you. Oh. Yeah, sorry, bro. <laughs> I got a few questions for you for just now, but uh, yeah, we were speaking about guys. We we're just touching on the different training that we that uh, uh, DJ is went through in the states and in South Africa, and he was just letting us know uh, for him what was the what was the difference the training. You know, is it uh, better in the states? Is it better in South Africa? Is it you as a fighter? If you train hard, no matter where you are in the world. Is it about training smart? Is it about training hard? Let us know, brother. We were listening. Yeah, no. So, like, like I was saying, um, it it 
different boats in the States and over here. I mean, um, when I was here, I was training. But when I got to the States, it was just, it was smarter. Everything was more, there was, it was more, let me say for instance. So if I had to have asked the trainer, why are we doing this, X doing these sprints or there would be a low understanding of why we're doing it. It was just like, not why. <laughs> and then when you get to the just do states, it. it was because you know yeah and then uh, like the thing is in the states there was more of an understanding and why how are we gonna do it and you know and when like obviously when like, like just before until i got to a fire camp and i was like why are we only doing this now they said because it's it's the, so there was a lot of a lot of things that that um I can say I, I definitely trained, but I trained smarter in the States with the trainers I was with. Definitely, yeah. That's good to hear, brother. And uh, do you implement what you learned in the States now in your training uh, that you're back at home? Definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay. I mean, I learned so much over, you know, both in boxing and uh, like in my conditioning and stuff you know, with my right that. Um so I'll always use those things. You know what? This is a this is how it should be anyway. Whatever I'm doing well with that, just keep on doing it. Do it until it doesn't work. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I feel you, brother. I feel you. So brother, while you were in the States you had some fights. Uh some exciting fights. You fought also a tough fighter. Uh run us through all the fight uh your fights crew. And, uh, you know, what what you went through there, you know, uh, being away from home, I know I can speak for myself, you know, uh, fighting out here is, is, there's no fans, there's no crowds, there's no family. It, 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 it gets it gets tough, you know. Uh, you were on um, a much higher level than I am, you know, fighting in the world titles and the world, world like, you know, with the elite. So I'm sure... The pressure and all of that must have been quite intense. And you're there all by yourself. Uh, your wife joined you, I know that. Uh, run us through that and some of your fights that you you, you went on to having, huh? No, yeah. So um, it was very tough. Let me put it like this. I think uh, we get very little uh, support from South African. Because, you know, like, the thing is, you know, boxing is not, not very good rather watch soccer, rugby, crickets. People don't really watch boxing. So, yes. And um, when you're fighting overseas, I mean, I'm going to say this, like when I was in the States, I got to fight. Uh, uh, even, you know what, I, there was even smaller fighters like, like us than um, also from the UK. I couldn't believe how much support these guys had flying out to come and watch these guys. It was it's just truly amazing, you know. We don't, don't have that. Like for my my world yeah. title when I fought for the IBF that I won at uh, minimum weight, South African that was there to support me was Chris Van Yeden. There was one South African in the whole booing me. So, yeah, yeah. So people were booing. You had the whole country in your hearts, brother. Yes, yes, yes. So. <laughs> Yeah, but, but I know so what yeah, you're like saying. Yeah, saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I had Chris over yeah. there. He was, it was difficult. It was difficult. But that, I mean, that wasn't a... I knew what I had 
to do. Like, yeah. That, I know why I was there. I didn't need that. Boxing is a very lonely sport, so you know how to be alone. Um, yeah. So that, and then uh, I won the world title. Uh, uh, then with one supporter. I, yeah, with one supporter. <laughs> um, I was getting another fight. Listen, watching back home and supporting. Um, but I'm just saying there was not that kind of support like, you know, like be, at least some people being there and stuff. But listen, I still had my people watching and stuff. So I love to all those people. Um, and no matter what, like I always and my family and stuff, everyone always supports me. It's just, you know, like I'm saying, they I think, I think they should have African boxing because we we really have world class talented fighters. Class fighters. So, yeah, um, it's and, very true, bro. For sure. We've got um, a so question yeah, here. Yeah. Carry yes. on, carry on, carry on. I'll ask you when you're oh, done. Oh, so, yeah, so like I was saying, um, going forward, World Tata, I've got to offer my next fight for defense, and we weren't happy with it. Uh, if anything, I'd fight, I wish I did, because um, um, we were uh, a little bit. I wouldn't say greedy thing is we also we also got to a point where we said we're going to end up moving up and we moved up so uh, I vacated the title and then I waited for a fight before I could get a shot again and I had a fight in Mexico and I won over there also I can't, I went my trainer uh, Bones Adams he was one of my trainers and uh, we went over there we won I think the fight was in the, it was a knockout in the first round, I think a minute and a half. Yes. Uh, I yes. secured the fight against Felix Alvarado, which was just another beast. Felix Alvarado, yes. he was number one in he, he, uh, he was number one on paper in the division. I think he was the best in the division. You know, like they said, even the Ring Ring magazine said the boogeyman. So yeah, I ended, the ended boogeyman, yeah, yeah, the boogeyman. So I ended up fighting last year, January. I lost on a TKO in the 10th round. Um, I believe I, I'm not... I, obviously, I'm hurt uh, that I lost and I did my best. Um, but you know what? I went out there. I did, I did. I tried to do what I could. Brother, you fought like a warrior, my brother. I told you yeah, the other yeah, day so. that you fought a man... You fought a, a grown-up in boxing. Felix Alvaro yeah. got 30. He's a veteran, you understand? And yeah, uh, like not to say not to say you're lighty, no, no, no. But you you still let's let's be honest, he's a veteran. You you there. Yeah. He's he's been there so many years, bro. He's a dad. And you like the son, yeah, you for know? Sure. <laughs> oh, no, listen. And you listen. stood with him, bro. Uh, um no, no, he was he was a. It was uh, it was a hard fight, um, and and it was and it was something that actually made it go down the line. We'll talk about that fight, um, but yeah. So that that was that was that in the states. Um, I wish I could have had more. You know, also when COVID hit, it was just a bit of. Mm. I'm not gonna complain and say COVID, COVID, because you know we all mm -hmm. felt it. All of us felt COVID so to that. Yeah. I don't want to go into that. So I mean, uh, but even before COVID, it was unfortunate as I would have liked to be. You know, as a fighter, okay. obviously you want at least if you 
on a championship level, you yeah, you know. Um, I was getting one fight a year. It was it was horrible, but uh, yeah. I know that's the past, you and, know. We move forward. Yeah, I've got a question here from one of the fans, Vinny. He wants to know uh, who was your most talented opponent or sparring partner. If you were to choose one fight from your past to show your best fight to date, which would it be? It's one okay, of the, so, the fans. Yeah. So his first question also, is, right? who was the most, uh, who was your most talented opponent or sparring partner, I think, in the US? Um, in the US, my most talented shit. Bro, I can name terrific guys, but one that stands out for me that I learned a lot from hey um is Nonito Donaire man, man I just learned so much from him I was like I was one of his sparring uh, one of them even being the Inoue fight when he fought the monster yeah, wow. I was one of his sparring partners uh, you know I was always there I was I, I mean if I had to say I was one of his chief chief sparring partners for like two three of his fights uh, it was always me there at the gym with him, they asked me his oaks sizes. You know, I was their size. Yes, um, yes. You know, I, I brought one and uh, like to do what I have to do over there. So I brought everything I had to every sparring. They like that. So I was helping him out. And then, actually, funny enough, I wasn't. I don't like to say I was like even even like him. We helped each other. You know, I, I he didn't pay me for sparring. I didn't pay him yeah, for sparring. You help each other. Yeah. He, no Nido, because we were uh, training together with Kenny Adams, so he actually helping me out was sparring for my world title fight. So, um, yeah, man, we helped each other. You know, so yeah, that was my best sparring partner. The the most talented and that I was that I sparred with, you know, once or twice. I sparred the one one kid, uh, Miliano Vargas, a, a tremendous fighter. Uh, um, also Kamal Moton. Also, there in the states, he's gonna. Um, and there was a, there was a few, there was a few guys over there, and I'm talking even. Yeah, that's why I say talented is because they were so young, and they were. I'm talking about like a 16 year old. They were amazing. Yeah. So yeah, that was one of the most talented nice. guys. But my the guy that stuck no need to. My hardest, my best fight, because also so. My best because I, I, I obviously. I never won, um, but the best fights I've had up to he taught me, you know, he taught me something different, man. Like, uh, I just got put with and, and and I realized how much respect someone can, can you can, he got, got a tremendous amount of respect from me. Uh, the amount of power, he was, just the ferociousness, you know, and uh, I've actually... Uh, turn that around style is try to put more aggressive aggressiveness towards uh, my fighting. You learned. So yeah. That's what they say, brother. In in this game, you never lose. You're always learning. You're always learning, uh, brother. Don't lose, you and learn. It's nice I love to it. Take, it's, it's, it's nice yeah. to take it from me. That's very lucky, brother. Now, uh, as we know, you're back in South Africa. Uh, you're back now with your, your coach, manager, Mr. Colin Nathan. Um, uh, how are things going there? What you looking? Um, what's the future looking like for DJ Kiel in South Africa? 
what your guys' plans. I saw a question came up from Teresa Kiel to say, maybe you let us know something about your next fight. Uh, tell us more, brother. Please. Yeah. So, um, like we mentioned earlier, you know, I'm back with Colin, trainer um, uh, and manager in the country. He is the best to be with, you know, especially at an international make things happen. He's the best manager in this country. Um, and, you know, I've got the best guys to work Heki Butler, Marutum Talani, Simbiwa Kongko. We've even got a new kid, Nonchinga. Very, t- he's a terrific, terrific fighter. He's about to fight for the IBF World Cup. And, um, yeah, so we've got, I've got my stable mates. I've got the best in the gym. I've got, said before, Colin, and everyone knows this. I've always said this about Colin. The best corner man I've ever had. I've had guys over here. He's, he's been the most, and when I say from a corner man perspective, already up to a fight from the weighing up until post fight. It's he's just very professional about what he does. You know, I'm um, so I'm back. I'm back with the best. I'm back, and I'm very good bond. Um, we 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 close inside the ring and outside the ring. We work together together well, and like. I, I say we've got a good vibe at the gym, uh, you know, at the, and also at, at the gym, but uh, we get, get to work, you know, Colin, they, there's a big understanding with Colin. There's no bunch of found a lot of gyms, um, not only yeah. in, in South Africa, but even around the world, you, you know, if you want to be there, you want to be there. If you don't, <laughs> you're not going to get nowhere, you know. True, bro. True, bro. So, uh, what's the what we're looking at for for you? Um, are you going to be fighting for national titles? Are you going to be fighting for continent titles? Are you staying in the uh, top four? What uh, what you and your manager got up your sleeves? Oh, a good question. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, my next fight, we actually got talks. I'm not going to release exactly the exact date because I want to. <laughs> first know that it's official you know that when we've got that con- contract in front of us and that date is set because yes. uh you know any and stuff so i don't want to say something and then but yeah so i've got something coming up in september uh, okay. and stuff so it's going to be good um colin's plan going forward you know i just leave it up to call it uh, a, a small t- title on the line and uh, uh so you know going forward i just leave whoever i need to Fight, you know, this is this is the fight game, you know. I'm always I'm always up to fight enemy. Uh Colin said to me, once you to get me back into things again. So, you know, we'll see if I, I trust I trust in him to do, do what he needs to do on his side. Uh, uh and do on my side. My job is just to box and train. That's it. To train, job to is fight, to train So I'll I'll leave that to him. Um so that will only be released, obviously stick to watching my Facebook and stuff, and I'll keep everyone updated, you know. So, so and then, then I'll know from there. But like, like I said, up in September, that is when I need to fight. You know, I was hoping to fight in August. Um, there was a little, um, so we're pushing it to September. We uh, I really, really nice. need to fight in September. I'm, uh, even if, if I have to say, and that falls through, I'm gonna go and make a gym pay per view fight. <laughs> 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 a quick six rounder, which <laughs> a quick six rounder. 
<laughs> yeah, brother. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you were saying, uh, so brother, please tell the viewers, your fans, um, the people watching on this new platform and stuff, um, how they can get hold of you, DJ, um, where we can watch your fights, where we can go, your Twitter account. Yeah, you got the platform, brother. Where can we get hold of you, yeah. please, my buddy? Of course, please, guys. Um, that's on my Instagram, and my Twitter, and my Facebook. Yeah, I'll keep everyone up. That will be in, hopefully, in September. That's It's not locked in yet, but the date is going to be secured by next month. And then I'll release the exact date and where it's going to be. You know, we need that support, especially in South Africa. You know, we've got terrific fighters, yeah. Um, are very talented. I love the boxing game in South Africa. I really think there's a lot of potential. Um, we have to bring out that potential. And I think a lot of us as fighters also need to do a better job of our market. You know, just to just to say that to fighters. So I hope if some of you are watching um, as a South better with our marketing stuff. And I think uh, we can do much better, you know, South side. And um, we need the support from our country, from our country, you know, because I've got very talented fighters over here. Yeah, and we need we need world champions back again. You know, we've got an up and coming guy, Jim Sivanati. He's got the most important fight in this whole country in the next in the next month. In the last uh, what year, uh, we haven't had a world a, a, a big world champion that um, I don't. I only talk about the he's fighting for he's fighting for the IBF for no yes IBF world title right yes 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 yes, yes he's fighting. The title I lost against last year, Alvarado. Yes. So Felix Alvarado vacated and he moved up. He's, he's fighting for that title. So you know what? In, you know, when I say boy, I, I mean because he's a little bit younger than me, but very <laughs> talented kid, man. Like I, um, so yeah, tune in to watch him. You know, we need that. See, I speak for him, but for myself, I speak for him. I speak for all as all of yes. us as South oh. African fighters. Tune in to watch us fight. Uh, a big world champion and like, like I said again when I say that I mean WBC WBO WF, you know you want those belts <laughs> and he has one yes. kid that's about to fight for it and who's the uh, big, big world title shot oh actually we've got the the great Hecky Butler he's also going to be fighting soon yeah, he's... Title. that's crazy but we also so, got, uh, uh, yeah, we've got we've got Chris Thompson fighting but he's fighting WBC International in two weeks or something oh, that is a huge title for his weight division. It's a big title. Look at that. Yeah. You know, the, the boys are the boys are making moves, man. Such these guys. Yeah. Like, good luck to Chris, you know. And actually, he's actually yeah. now one of my stable mates because we'll, we'll start training probably nice. by us because he, yes, he's training yes. at Shannon's he's over there. He's going to be on my show next week. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like I say, good luck to all these guys, man. And let, let's let's support them, you know. I was push your nice, push your brother. social media, and that's it. Nice, brother. Uh, yeah, brother. So it's been nice to chat with you, bro. And uh, you know, this is the second time we chat. Um, the first Hopefully, time this is the second. better one. <laughs> no, no, this one is better. We, we spoke. People saw. People asked some awesome. questions. But lovely, awesome. bro. Um, before you leave, the last time I asked you at the top of your head some some questions. But this time, I would like you to uh, give uh, a little 
words of inspiration to young fighters watching you, uh, people around the world watching you. As you told them, they can reach you at DJ Kiel on your Instagram, on your Twitter. Um, any words of inspiration for the viewers back at home, for those watching you, for a young fighter watching you, one, one, you know, you got South Africans dreaming to be like us, just to go over and just to try fights overseas. You know, any words of inspiration for the youngsters, brother? Best thing I can ever advise to anyone, no matter how much talent you have, you have to when you do it. I'm not even talking only boxing. As a, yes, as a fighter, especially because we know how much hard. Even as normal normal people, you know, you have have to work extremely hard at what you do because talent talent does not not win. Hard hard work beats talent. So always remember that. Amen. You always have to work hard in, in anything you do. Remember that, and you will be successful. Thank you. Thank you for those words, my brother. Thank you very much, Buddy. And uh, yeah, bro, thanks for chilling out with me today on my show, Ringside Talk. Uh, I'm just interviewing a lot of the fighters from around the world. Next week, I actually have your stable mate, Chris Thompson, coming on. Uh, I'll try to get like Colin and them just to give the voice of the fighters to the people and to, you know, talk about some issues and stuff. And thank you for, you know, taking uh, an hour today. Um, to speak to me and the fans. And uh, yeah, brother, I wish you the best, uh, you and Colin and your team. Uh, I'm a big supporter here in Germany. I will be coming oh. home soon as well. Maybe I get into a mix up. Uh, nah. But uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Now I'm trying to come back for a fight. Uh, we're looking at a oh. Michael McQuinn oh, fight. Uh, okay. Yeah. That will be, that will <laughs> yeah. be very cool. That will be very, very cool. Yeah, Good yeah. luck for that, Davey. Yeah. Um, yeah, but yeah, so thank you for having me on the show. I love it. I hopefully, hopefully, and uh, we'll have a chat again. And then, yeah, yeah man, good luck with the show. With... Yeah, and hopefully, hey, thank see you, you back and, SA uh, very, very soon. Yeah, and uh, yeah, man, God bless you and your family. Uh, thank you, thank train you. Train hard, brother. Too, and uh, thank you for your time. And thank you once again to all the fans for watching. Uh, keep watching next week, Tuesday, same time. Um, we've got Chris Thompson, very exciting fighter from South Africa, heavyweight champion of South Africa, heavyweight champion of Africa, and soon to be WPC champion. So, yeah, we're going to have him in the studio next week, Tuesday, 2 p.m. And thank you, guys. Thanks for all the messages, and enjoy your weekend, and much love and respect, brother. Thank you, eh? Much love. Thanks, Davey. Have a good one, bro. The fans, thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you, brother. Thank you, guys. Oh.